Good morning to our SLP family. My name is Jazina. And my name is Tasmia. And today, for our first podcast, we will be speaking about motor speech disorders and the importance of a differential diagnosis. First, we will look at what a spe- motor speech disorder is, the two types of motor speech disorders, the role of the SLP with regards to motor speech disorders, and finally, the differential diagnosis of motor speech disorders. So motor speech disorders are characterized by difficulty moving the muscles that are needed for speech production due to the weakness or reduced coordination. The two types of motor speech disorders are apraxia of speech and dysarthria. With apraxia of speech, messages may not get through correctly due to brain damage, and a person might not be able to move their lips or tongue the correct way to produce sounds. And in severe cases, a person may not even be able to speak at all. A person with apraxia of speech is aware of the words that they want to say, but they have difficulty with the planning and coordination of the muscle movements for the speech production. Now, dysarthria occurs when the muscles you use for speech are weak or you have difficulty controlling them. Dysarthria often causes slurred or slow speech that can be difficult to understand. The main difference between apraxia and dysarthria is that apraxia is a complication that arises due to a disorder of the brain and nervous system, whereas dysarthria occurs when coordination is absent among the muscles of a person and they cannot produce speech. Patients with apraxia find it difficult to put the words together while speaking, whereas patients with dysarthria cannot speak clearly due to weak motor movements. Now we will be discussing the role of the SLP with regards to motor speech disorders. Speech language pathologists play an important and multifaceted role when it comes to motor speech disorders. Speech language pathologists first need to conduct a motor speech assessment that will help to determine and understand the speech problem better. Speech language pathologists not only need to accurately diagnose the presence of a motor speech disorder, but also differentially diagnose the type of motor speech disorder. Although there are some similarities in the treatment of motor speech disorders, there are also critically important differences. And so, based on the assessment conducted, speech-language pathologists would then be able to implement intervention that is appropriate for the particular patient. The differential and accurate diagnosis of motor speech disorders is important for a number of reasons. The differential and accurate diagnosis of motor speech disorders guides the intervention plan and an accurate diagnosis would result in opportunities for the patient to progress as well as for increased communication effectiveness. An accurate diagnosis is also important in order to facilitate any associated medical diagnosis and team planning. Furthermore, a misdiagnosis of a motor speech disorder can be detrimental as it can incur unnecessary treatment costs for the client without significant improvement to their speech. It can also lead to the potential misdiagnosis of the primary medical condition and a potential loss of further medical intervention. As speech-language pathologists, we need to be mindful of the importance of correctly diagnosing motor speech disorders in order for us to provide the best possible care for our patients. Now we will be looking at differential diagnosis more in depth. Differential diagnosis of severe motor speech disorders may be difficult. So to correctly and differentially diagnose a motor speech disorder, speech-language pathologists must determine whether the patient's speech disorder is a dysarthria or an apraxia of speech. 
In order for a differential diagnosis to be made, speech-language pathologists need to have a good understanding of the characteristics of both dysarthria and apraxia of speech. We would also need to consider all the assessment findings without placing too much emphasis on any one observation. So some of the characteristics of dysarthria include slurred or mumbled speech that's difficult to understand, speaking very slowly or too fast, speaking softly, difficulty moving the tongue, lips and jaw, robotic or choppy sounds, as well as a hoarse or breathy voice. It is it is also important to remember that dysarthria is caused by brain damage that may occur at birth or following an in, in illness or injury, and so anything that causes brain damage can cause dysarthria, such as a stroke, brain injury, tumours, Parkinson's disease, Huntington's disease, and multiple sclerosis. Now we will look at the characteristics of apraxia of speech. So, a patient with apraxia of speech might have trouble imitating and saying sounds on their own, and they may add new sounds or leave sounds out or even say some sounds the wrong way. They might be able to say something the right way one time, but wrong the next time. They might be able to move their tongue and lips to get them in the right place as they try to say sounds. This is called groping. They might speak more slowly and they might be able to say things that you say all the time, such as hello or how are you, without much trouble. And this is called automatic speech. They might also not be able to say any sounds at all, and this might happen in severe cases. So damage to parts of the brain that control how your muscles move causes apraxia of speech, and any type of brain damage can cause apraxia. This includes stroke, traumatic brain injury, dementia, brain tumours, and a brain diseases that gets worse over time. We have included a differential diagnosis chart that we have found helpful that you can use in your practice too. Here are some of the main takeaways from the differential diagnosis chart. The patient may have a dysarthria if the articulators seem weak, so this would result in the slurred or mumbled speech that we mentioned earlier. Their respiration may be abnormal, so they may seem out of breath and they may only be able to say a few words per breath. Their phonation may be abnormal, and their voice and resonance may be abnormal. And now, the patient might have apraxia if their sound substitutions or additions are distorted, if they can say p-p-p inaccurately, if saying p-t-k was even more challenging than saying p-p-p, and if there were more distortions, the longer the word or utterance or the faster they spoke. Before you conduct your assessment, make sure to read over the characteristics on the chart so that you know what to look out for in your assessment. After you've completed your assessment, you can complete the chart to give you a better idea of the patient's diagnosis. Once you have looked at the chart, you will see that the two characteristics that are found in both apraxia and dysarthria are sound or syllable repetitions, and sound prolongations. So, Rosina, as a speech-language pathologist, what are some of the tips that you would give to a patient who has a motor speech disorder? So, I would advise the patient to say a word or phrase before they start talking in sentences so that the listener knows what the topic is and will, it will help them to understand what you are saying. For example, the client patient can say lunch before starting to talk about that, what they would like to eat. 
Um, I would also advise the patient to speak slowly and loudly. And I would encourage the patient to check if the listener has understood what they have said. I would also advise a patient to try not to talk too much when they are tired, as this can make their speech more difficult to understand. Those are all great points. I would also add that if a client is having trouble talking or gets frustrated when they are talking, one can also advise them to try alternative methods to communicate, such as drawing, pointing or writing. Tasmia, are there any tips that we can give to caregivers or family members to help facilitate better communication? Um, so I would say try to minimize distractions and background noise. Um, you need to pay attention to the speaker and let them know when you have trouble understanding them. Also try to repeat the part that you have understood so they don't have to repeat everything that they've said. You can also watch the speaker as they talk and be attentive to their facial expressions and gestures. Thank you. Okay, so that's it for today. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in to next week's episode where we will speak about assessment of motor speech disorders. Don't forget to complete the questions in the link below for CPD points. Bye. Bye.